0: As-salamu alaykum wa ta'ala, it's John Fontaine Just before we begin the podcast, please make sure you click subscribe And also set your notifications And make sure you check out the earlier podcasts Up to around 40 podcasts so far There's lots of podcasts there for you to benefit from Make sure you check that out also, if you can go to the John Fontaine YouTube channel as well, click subscribe, set your notifications and also enjoy the other videos. There's a thick of love series, a series on Christianity and other videos uh, regarding Dawa. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast by supporting us financially uh, with the equipment and the travel costs and the running costs, not just of the podcast, but also the other Dawa activities I'm involved in, please support on the Patreon account, Jazakallah. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Alhamdulillahir Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salam wa salam wa salam wa wa Welcome to the Young Smirks podcast. we Shaykh Al Kashyyyk. How alaykum
1: Assalam wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh.
0: Young Smirks on the roof. <laughs> Subhanallah, Shaykh. We've, um, we've been speaking about the preservation. Of the Quran, no. the preservation of this religion, no. and um, to be honest, you didn't even get started. That's right. Um, and I like—I I was reflecting on the past two episodes about where we got into the discussion about the preservation of the Quran, mm-hmm. and you approached it from a different approach that is usually—it's usually tackled from the kind of Compilation perspective, right? You know, uh, how, how the Quran was compiled, right? etc. But well, you didn't mention any of that, right? You know, you just got straight into the Isnad, right? And you know, clarifying that we have an Isnad for this, right? For this, uh, for the Quran, indeed. You indeed. know, so I, I thought that was quite an interesting um, way right. of dealing with it, right? Um, so I don't know if you want to carry on with the Quran or you want to now speak about the Hadith. No. Because obviously, for those who are listening, you know, as Muslims, we believe there's two types of revelation. Mm-hmm. You know, mainly, you know, the the Kitab Allah, the Quran, mm-hmm. the, which Allah has revealed, which is the speech of Allah, and also the inspiration, the revelation, which was uh, through the prophets' actions, his sayings, etc., and approvals, mm-hmm. which are preserved in in the Hadith. Indeed. So maybe you can just enlighten us to the difference, and and we can speak a bit about that as well.
1: Audo bi-Allah min al-Shaytan al-Rajim. Hamdutu ta'ziyman wa sallaytu sarmanda. Hamdutu ta'ziyman wa sallaytu sarmanda. Wa sallamtu tasliman 'ala al-muhtari ma' sabbihih al-hudat ila al-birri. Ya Rabbi kalimi fi dhal podcastisad didan wa kilmi fi kulli mihnatin dawiyan wa sa'i ilayka ilahi azlifan amma ba'd Alhamdulillah yesterday we talked about how immarkly the preservation of Qur'an was and those who speak against that preservation that compilation, they do not have the same amount of isnad. tracking it back to those who had preserved it through isnad. So if a person comes today and say, Quran is preserved, he or she must have at least isnad returning back to those who had reported it. Mm. So if you deny that, you should also have at least a snag to those people of old who had denied it.
0: Subhanallah. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you feel me?
0: Either way, you need a
1: snag, right? So either way, you need a snag. Subhanallah. If they say this had happened in the news and you say, no, it didn't. Mm. Those who say it had happened, they need to prove it. Those who say it didn't, they need to prove it. <laughs> so if I say Quran is preserved, I need to have Isnad mm. returning back to its preservation for those who have preserved it. Mm. Those who doubt and the doubt is they should also have Isnad back to their ancestors who had doubted it. <laughs> Can they have it? <laughs> <laughs> if you even return back, because yeah. our Isnad will take us back to those tabaqat that we mentioned, yes. if you recall. We have at tabaqat al-Ula, At tabaqat al-Thaniya, a tabaqat al-Thalitha, At tabaqat al-Rabiya, a tabaqat al-Khamisa. And within this tabaqat, you have all of those who preserved Qur'an that we refer back to when we say the Qira'a of Al-Kisai, Qira'a of Hamza, Qira'a of Aasim, Qira'a of Ibn Amir, of Abi Amr, mm. of Ibn Kathir, Qira'a of Nafi' So when we return back to these individuals in the tabaqat we have proof that basically concrete and seal our statement.
0: Yeah.
1: However those who deny and doubt Qur'an when they begin to track their chain they will want up being with the chain of Abi Jahl ibn Abi Muayit, the leaders of disbelief during the time of the Prophet that they themselves did not doubt Quran. The only thing they said is too heavy for us. Bring something else.
0: Yeah, subhanallah.
1: <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Subhanallah. So they themselves Al-Walid will come. Abu Jahl will come. Aas will come at night. And they all agree that we should not. They shouldn't listen to the Prophet, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. "Do not listen to this to this Quran." They basically advised, you know, one another, "Do not listen to this Quran and allow not your slaves to listen to it." And whenever you hear the recitation of it, speak at it randomly so people don't get to hear it. Because the moment they listen to it, they will ask for explanation. And if they get it, it's a wrap. They're becoming Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> they will become Muslim. Because you can't navigate, yeah. you have to. Yeah. You see? So if you believe that these Kafirs are, when it comes to Arabic language, they're much more, you know, strong. They are stronger in in Arabic than the people of today. Yet when they listen to it, they say, like one of them will say that this Quran is too sweet. Mm. Elegant, eloquent, Mm. powerful, undefeated. From the top, you can't defeat it. At the bottom, you can't compete. So they all surrendered defeatedly. So just to wrap up what we mentioned, because yesterday at the end, I, uh, you mentioned something very uh, important. When you said that this may be too much, because this basically needs time yeah. for a person to sit with pen and yeah. paper. Because all the Isnaids and all the men who reported it, you know, from Tabaqat al the leader Uthman ibn Affan of Tabaqat al thaniya you have the leader. You mm. know, Abu Huraira, in At-Tabaqatul mm. So you have Yahya ibn Wathab, in at fourth you have individuals like Yahya ibn Yamar and in at Khamisa you have Al-Kisai and keep on coming down. Mm. That's too much. Mm. And you know, nowadays we want things mm. microwave. Yeah. We want things drive through. Nobody has time to sit down and say, let me listen to something like this and take it, except those who are seriously serious. Mm. So, uh, we don't want to carry on the same way and that's why we want to simplify it. that just like the way quran was preserved through isnad and those today scholars of today who said the quran is preserved they have isnad taking them back to those who had preserved it and those who claim that it's not preserved the only thing that they have to say is to use their intelligence but they do not even have three men in isnad that Will even carry them back, mm. so it's uh, basically it doesn't even make sense for a person to try to deny it. Mm. And always in Quran, when Allah speaks about Al Kitab, when He speaks about Al Quran, the next thing that you hear to it is a Sunnah, mm. and it is mentioned as Al Hikmah the wisdom. Mm. Remember that which is being recited you know in your homes كنة, The wives of the Prophet Remember what is being recited in your houses by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and that which is also rehearsed of Al-Hikmah Wisdom mm-hmm. Imam Shafi'i and others all conclusively concluded that this is a sunnah mm-hmm. The teachings of Nabiya Al-Ummah alaihi Alayhi Rabbul Izzah You see? So You cannot separate they are inseparable. You can't separate Quran from a Sunnah. That's why mm-hmm. Imam al-Alama al-Bahr al-Habur al-Fahama, known as Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, in his book Sharh al-Sunnah, he said, mm. "Al-Islamu huwa Sunnah, wa al-Sunnah hia al-Islam, wa la yqumu ahaduhuma illa bil akhar mm. Come on, man. Come on, Aki. You, you can, you, you can find. See how powerful, man. It, it's just that we are so blessed that the more we read and learn from our predecessors, we just remain quiet. Yeah. You know, we just remain quiet. He said, "Al-Islam is as-Sunnah, mm-hmm. and as-Sunnah is al-Islam, and you can't separate them. Mm-hmm. You can't; they are inseparable. You can't separate the two. Mm-hmm. Al-Islam who Sunnah, Islam is the Sunnah, and as-Sunnah hiya al-Islam, ahaduhuma illa bil akhar. You mm-hmm. cannot." One of them will not sustain without the other. Mm. They go hand to hand, simultaneously. And that's why when we talk about Quran, automatically we're talking about a sunnah. Mm. And when we talk about a sunnah, automatically we're talking about islam itself. So mm. to understand Islam you need a Sunnah and to understand Sunnah and apply it, Islam goes along with it mm. and they are inseparable. So this is what he mentioned at the very beginning. Now when it comes to As-Sunnah, there are you know number of people who denied as Sunnah. You have Al-Quraniyun, those who claim that Quran is sufficient. And when you ask them, they say because Almighty says Fabi badahu yu'minun, hmm. at the end of al Mursalati Urfa and the other proof they said Almighty says Fabi wa other than the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with which speech mm. will um, they be guided with? Mm. What, will, what will they use as a source of guide or as a source of their guidance other than Quran? So Quran is sufficient. So they claimed.
0: Mm.
1: But the issue is when you begin to forget that there's someone who brought the Quran to you that you did not ask him what that verse means.
0: Mm.
1: That's the problem. <laughs> it's like I brought something to you mm. A letter you open mm. and it's in the language that you don't understand and you said I will understand it based on what I see mm. and I'm not gonna ask you you know that that's not fair and logically it's not acceptable mm. so we need to understand what does almighty mean when he mentioned that through his own mm. prophet now we all agree he was a human being like us mm. however the biggest you know distance and the difference between us and him is that he speaks to Allah and he receives wahi and none of us receives wahi hmm. he's a human being here, yeah, no doubt and all my dimensions at hmm. the very you know end of Surah Al-Kahf 110 ana basharum mithlukum, tell, them, Qul ana basharum mithlukum, tell them I'm a human being like you hmm. but here's the difference ilay. I receive revelations through Jibril among the scholars who had met jibril is there anyone <laughs> nobody had met jibril mm. except prophets and messengers mm. so if a person comes and tries to understand something according to his own weight and understanding he or she will miss a big time so to quran let's talk about them um, really quickly before we delve into mm. the second category so quran Nah.
0: This is this is um, quite a popular thing right now. Not not people understanding the, uh, choosing the the sect of the Qur'anists, uh-huh. but people a lot of people do de, are denying hadith, you know, um, because they seem to have the. Again, it's to do with, um, kind of their their kind of understanding of of um, history and science, and mm-hmm. you know, because they, they can be affected by the Western academia, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a very different method of uh, preservation, you know, from the Islamic perspective of the Quran and the Hadith to the likes of history and science, etc. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people think, well, how can we believe in this? You know, because, again, because they don't know about the isnad system. Mm-hmm. Um, what, one interesting thing I heard one Sheikh say is he said the Quran is Hadith, meaning that how do you know that's the Quran? Because the Prophet said so. <laughs> you know, how do you distinguish between the Kalamullah and the other type of Wahi, which is the, the sayings and the actions of the Prophet? Or, for instance, like a Hadith Qudsi, for instance. Because the Prophet sallallahu al- told al- you, this is Quran, mm-hmm. and this is, is a different type of way. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was quite an interesting...
1: Uh, you see, when, you, um, when a person juxtaposes or brings about the Western academia, comparing that to uh, that which had been preserved, mm-hmm. here is one of them, an intellectual, known as Alex Filipinko, down in California, one of mm-hmm. the best astronauts today he said when it comes to science and when it comes to that which is preserved us like as group of scientists sometimes we are afraid to tell people the reality because they may think like we're out of our minds because we have nothing to back it up
0: yeah
1: they don't have senate yeah they have no chain Mm -hmm. they cannot return it back that this person said it hundred years ago Mm -hmm. and now it's like this so they don't have that senate yeah so when you compare this to this this is preserved Mm. and through Senate, And here's one of them, one of the well-educated people among the scientists of today, not yesterday, that says sometimes certain things because when we look in this, you know, um, astronomical you know, bodies in the sky, sometimes we ourselves, we don't even have explanations for them. Mm. Because there's nothing on earth that can actually quantify mm. or compare. There's no number for that. Mm. And if you try to convince you, become like doubtful. Mm. People will doubt you.
0: Yeah.
1: But us, with Allah's Rahmah and mercy, we have that which is documented. And just like you mentioned earlier, that the Sheikh said, um, which is really uh, phenomenal and it's interesting, that you are only capable of understanding that is um, Quran because the Prophet told you. Mm. Now let's even move a step ahead and check, this, check it out this way. Now if the Prophet sallallahu wa did not recite it, how will you know that there is such a thing called Qur'an? Yeah, so... If he didn't recite it, yeah. how will you know there is a Qur'an? Hmm. You never met Jibreel? Hmm. You will not even know that there is such a, a name as Jibreel. Yeah. How did you hmm. know Jibreel? Through him. Hmm. How did we know that Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to us? Is that which he conveyed. So when we return back to the preservation of hadith of Rasulullah talking about Qur'aniyun or the Quranists uh, that are out there, most of them that spoke, you know, uh, some came somewhere in New York and throughout our travels, you know, mm. our travels around the world uh, those who claim that they are Qur'an they only believed in Qur'an I never met one that is actually a hafizh of Qur'an that understands mm. it actually mm. Because being a hafiz and preserving it mm. By the time you finish memorizing Qur'an from Alhamdulillah to Min jinnati nas You know that this is not something <laughs> This cannot be templed. You have to need someone to explain it to you Yeah So if you did not take the time, okay, if you want to deny Qur'an okay Mm. fine or you want to doubt and say Quran is enough or fine why don't you memorize it first Mm. memorize it Mm. first and then begin to talk about it but Mm. if you don't have it memorized and the miracle of its preservation itself is not in your heart you cannot even promote yourself if you are not up to 10,000 altitude how can you ask the traffic air traffic controller to promote you to 20,000 above the sea level you can't, so you have to go gradually. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And if you are not a Concord or you're not a Concord, you cannot ask for 60,000 altitude. They will not mm-hmm. give it to you. So, if we really want to understand, let's begin. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a proof that made the believers of Hadith and Ahlul Athar. To believe that the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam itself is enough to believe that indeed he was the Prophet of Allah because he already told us about these guys. Hmm. Imam Ibn Majah reported in his book, and now listen to this. Often people will say, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, يأتيه الحديث أو يأتيه أمر من أمري أو يحدث بحديث من حديثي فيقول بيننا وبينكم كتاب الله فما كان فيه من حلال نستحللنا وما كان فيه من حرام نحرمنا ألا وإني أوتيت القرآن ومثله معه أو أوتيت القرآن ومثله معه meaning but before we get to the hadith now listen to the difference between a student of hadith or a scholar of hadith versus those who only memorize and claim that they have understanding of it usually if you bring the hadith this way and you say the prophet said and then you quote the hadith for the most part this is what we hear the moment they listen to you this way and you bring the hadith they know that this person is not a student of hadith let alone to be a scholar of it because if you say the prophet said you never met him Mm. you never saw him Mm. so claiming that he said makes you a liar Mm. you need men to take you back to him when he said it because they were there Mm. that's when isnad kicks in Mm. That's what you need, it's nerd. So among the people of ilm, or the student of knowledge, mm. bringing a hadith, like, okay, how many hadith did you memorize? Okay, I memorized 1,000. Okay. And then you bring, uh, you know, uh, and you continue, people know that you're just a joker. Mm. Because as a student of Hadith, you have to return back to the Isnad and bring it through his, its own Isnad. Because with that, yeah. we will be able to verify, is it a Hadith or not? Mm. Is it fabricated or not? And who are the men behind it? And each man must go under scrutiny. They, he or she must be scrutinized to see whether they are worthy of being taken from or not. So if you don't bring those men, you are regarded by the scholars of Hadith, as not even a student and if you bring them and you hide one of them you become a mudalist and if you bring them and one of them is dropped in the chain you become a person who is actually weak and da'if and if you mm. intentionally hide one of them or by altering his name what you bring to the table will then be regarded as munqati' so all of these terminologies mm. are there so it's not like whatever is brought as a hadith is accepted Yeah. That's not the case. So for me to bring this hadith that proved that the prophet is actually Allah's messenger, because long ago, over fourteen hundred years, he had prophesized that there will be a group of people who will deny hadith. So just be um, watchful. Just watch. They will come. If those quranists did not come, we would have actually be in doubt. But the fact that they are out there now, we even add our iman is even much stronger. That indeed he was Allah's prophet, yeah. because fourteen. Years 1400 years ago he talked about them mm. if we had if all mm. until now no one had claimed that there's no Hadith or we don't believe in Hadith or Quran is enough or why would we take our deen from men who claimed that I reported from this I reported if these individuals did not come out we would have actually be in doubt but mm. the fact that they're out there actually cement our own faith that that man was Allah's messenger indeed Mm. so now we as a student of we are students of hadith we have to return back to the senate itself so for me to bring this hadith to the table that the prophet said there will soon be some group of people who one of them will be reclining to his own pillow like this you know when a person sitting this way excuse me the way i'm sitting but i just want to make sure that i elucidate what he meant a person will be sitting this way. When sitting this way, what does this signify? It means that I'm comfortable, right? <laughs> I'm chilling.
0: You look comfortable, right?
1: <laughs> it looks like I'm chilling, right? Mm. I have no problem. But the moment you see me sitting this way, like, you mm. know, I'm thinking seriously. It's like I have some mm. problem. Mm. I'm trying to resolve something. It's like maybe my rent is due mm. or my Comcast isn't paid. So I'm thinking, you know, seriously. But when I'm like this, it's like, I get no problem. Everything is cool. The deen get to me easy. So, <laughs> so when a person receives this deen so easy, that's when he begins to doubt. But the Sahaba and their students and their students did not find Islam that easy as we found it. That's why we speak in that. You feel me? So the Prophet said, people will come like that at the end of the time, and that's what we're dealing with today. Mm. One of them, when he hears a hadith, he says, Ah, hold on a minute. Between us and you, Qur'an, that's sufficient. And then the Prophet said, Get to know that I have been given both scriptures, Mm. Qur'an and its like. Mm. I have been given Qur'an and something similar, which is the Sunnah. So now this hadith is Mm. in the book of Imam Ibn Majah. Imam Ibn Majah, he is regarded among the people of knowledge that he was one, someone who was trustworthy. So what he will bring to the table has to be from someone who is also trustworthy. Because we know that educationally, he is well you know, grounded. And no one among scholars had doubted him. Al-Qazwini, Rahimahullah, from Qazwini. They know that among Qazwini's no one like him when it comes to hadith during his time. Mm-hmm. So whatever he will bring, you know, you know, to the table has to be solid. So they all believed in that. So now his teacher must be someone also that is solid and well-grounded. Who was his teacher? Abu Bakr ibn Abi Shaiba. No one doubted this imam. And in terms of hadith, he was even more than his student, Ibn Majah. Who did Abu Bakr ibn Abi Shaiba collect the hadith from? He collected the hadith from his teacher. Who was his teacher Zayd ibn Hubayab? Who was well-grounded? Zayd ibn Hubayab was well-educated, trustworthy. Who did Zayd ibn Hubayab report this hadith from? He reported it from Muawiyah ibn Abi Salih. Who did Muawiyah ibn Abi Salih who was well-grounded in hadith report from? He reported it from his teacher Al-Hasan. Who did Al-Hassan report this hadith from Al-Hassan ibn Jabir? Al-Hassan ibn Jabir reported it from Ma'ad ibn Yakrib al miqdad He reported it from him. Who did al miqdad report it from? He reported it from the Prophet. So how many men in this chain? See, so I've been I've been talking Five, that six. Six. would you
0: count the Prophet in the chain? So
1: so the Prophet sallallahu wasallam, is mm-hmm. the one who said it. Mm-hmm. Now, who heard it from him? Ibn Al uh, uh, Mikhdad ibn Maad mm-hmm. Yaqrib. Who heard it from him? Hmm. Al Hassan ibn Jabr. Who heard it from him? Oh, yeah. Muawiyah ibn Abi Salih. Who heard it from him? Zayd ibn al-Hubab. Who heard it from him? Abu Bakr ibn Abi Shayba. Who heard it from him? Hmm. Ibn Majah. So those who will say that we have only Quran, where they get that from? Hmm. Do they have this chain? <laughs> the only chain that they may find is that to say that okay, our chain is from. Zacuzzi, on the authority of Jenkins Khan, on the authority of Bill Moore, on the authority of John Carter, on the authority of John Gaddy, on the authority of, you know, uh, any or on the authority of George Bush. That's what they will bring us, uh, uh, their own Senate. And this Senate is nothing but the jelly. <laughs> you feel me? So a person to deny something that he he has no base and whatever is brought is through chains and Mm. this men not only they themselves were known up to each one of them his life is documented
0: Mm.
1: from A to Z his scholars and teachers are known those from whom he collected are known and up to at least ninth of his great-grandfather is known now those who deny in the hadith, if you ask one of them, do you know you fifth grandfather? Hmm. He doesn't even know. Hmm. So you know sometimes you know they say that if either attack or If someone who is blameworthy blames me, that shows that I'm actually blameless. Mm. if a blameworthy blames someone who is blameless it's a proof that that blame worthy is worthy of blame and the blameless is worthy of praise mm. you get that point yeah so this is the first thing that this hadith the Prophet already told us about and mm. this the chain of it
0: yeah.
1: and the fact that people come And say that, okay, I believe in hadith. Now, this is the second group. I believe in hadith. But anything that does not make sense to me, I reject.
0: Yeah. This is also another common thing what's happening right now.
1: Okay, you see that? Yeah. If it doesn't, you know, rationally or scientifically, dialectically, it doesn't make sense to me. So let me what? Let me reject it. Now, this is Amr Muhdaz. (laughs) This is something that is newly invented, Mm. never been there before, newly invented. And we already know in the hadith that whatsoever is newly invented is rejected. Mm. That which is newly invented Mm. is rejected. And this is a hadith by itself. Where can we find this hadith? And then it's coming out
0: soon. Yeah,
1: Where can we find this hadith? Now, this is the hadith of Imam al-Bukhari. Now, Muhammad ibn Ismail ibn Ibrahim is established that he's trustworthy among the scholars of hadith. He's trustworthy, scholars believed in him. Mm. Now look, Imam al-Bukhari that we believed in, if he had said the Prophet sallallahu alaihi was reported to have said scholars will reject him regardless of his level, he has to bring to the table his isnad. where did he get that from? So no scholar is allowed to speak without his so as a scholar today, when you speak without a chain, it's like to begin with, you're not even a scholar because a mm-hmm. scholar can't speak, you know, um, without isnad. Mm-hmm. So Imam al-Bukhari, being who he was, his report is to be rejected if he does not bring the isnad of his statement. Mm-hmm. So people think like whatever is in Bukhari, your guys believe in it. Was he actually a prophet for you to believe in all what he mm-hmm. mentioned? There are some scholars that criticize certain both certain ahadith that he brought to the table that later on scholars will actually have to vindicate that to say that actually was authentic. Mm. So there are a number of scholars who criticize some of his reports and then later on others came and said, no, what you actually denied is vindicated. The mm. ahadith are authentic. Mm. So they did not just accept because he was Bukhari. Yeah. So the hadith that we just talked about, where did Imam Al Bukhari, you know, get it from? Mm. He received it from his teacher, Adawari. Yeah.
0: yeah, you know, you know what it is. Sheikh, a lot of people get confused because when you look at other world religions, Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism, they don't have this in place. This is the difference of Islam. You know, their 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 books or their um their religion. It's just uh, doesn't have any backbone, no basis, no. It's not, you know. So, this is why some people kind of think, well, Islam's the same, you know. Islam, you know, just this old religion, fourteen hundred years ago. How do you know he said that? Mm. And again, it's it's coming back to this. It's not. It, it all returns
1: yeah. back to because with Isnad you mm. know that the time frame mm. and the lifespan of a mm. person? If a person comes and say, I heard it from, they have to look mm. at his life. Okay, mm. was he even around? Is he old enough? Did he meet this person? And now if you try to compare that to the previous religions that have no Isnad and they have no chains mm. of transmission, because of that, Islam should be the same way. Mm. Now, where in the world will you look at someone who is naked mm. and look at someone who is clothed? He has clothes on, you're laughing at him and you don't laugh at this guy. Mm. Islam is with full cloth and garments. And that's not being connected. Hmm. So now when Imam al-Bukhari will bring something like Hadathana Ibrahim, wa huwa dawraqi that was my sheikh. Hmm. Okay, sheikh, who did you get it from? Imam al-Bukhari will ask. It's hmm. not like, okay, sheikh, just tell me. Hmm. So Imam al-Bukhari received it. Where did you get it from? From my sheikh. Who was he? Ibrahim, ad dawraqi rahimahullah. Hmm. I added Ad-Dawraqi because if you return back in Bukhari, this hadith you will not see the word Ad-Dawraqi in front of it because he already mentioned him before. Mm. In Bukhari, if Imam in Bukhari had mentioned someone before, when he repeats his hadith, often he will bring his first name because previously he is already mentioned. So yeah. if you open Bukhari, this hadith, you will not see the word Ad-Dawraqi or the name Ad-Dawraqi after Ibrahim. So I have to plug it in so that it is what? Balanced. So for those who may actually say, OK, let me get, OK, Sheikh, you said it's Ibrahim al-Dawraqi. When I look in Bukhari, there's no Dawraqi, so that, you know, let me actually make another YouTube video and bash and tag you and say that it's Allah, he didn't bring yeah, it right, yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. So I'm explaining it mm. now to know that that's ad dawraqi that he meant. Mm. Because there are so many other Ibrahims that he mm. reported from that if you don't plug in ad dawraqi you will get confused. Mm. Who did ad dawraqi receive it from? Imam ad dawraqi has to also explain to Bukhari where he grabbed it from. So Imam ad dawraqi will say, I also get mine from my teacher. So in this Ya'qub, uh, uh, mm. rather, حدثنا Ya'qub, wahu ad dawraqi so Ya'qub, the Sheikh of Imam al-Bukhari, Ya'qub al-Dawraqi, he received it from his teacher who was Ibrahim ibn Sa'ad. Hmm. And Ibrahim ibn Sa'ad has to explain to his student where he also grabbed the hadith from. So now you get to see, Ibrahim ibn Sa'ad will tell you that I also received this hadith from my father, hmm. you see? And his father will tell the son where he also grabbed it from, and his father grabbed it from Al-Qasim ibn Muhammad hmm. and Al-Qasim ibn Muhammad was the son of Muhammad ibn Abi Bakr, hmm. the son of Abi Bakr. Hmm. And then he will explain to his student where he, he grabbed the hadith from, he grabbed it from Aisha, our mother. And Aisha will tell her student where she heard it from, and that's from the Prophet. Mm. So each student has to tell mm. the next generation where they receive it from so that they have to put it underneath the length mm. to see. That lens will allow them to either credit mm. or discredit the Hadith. Mm. So it's not like whenever you bring something on the table, they accept it. Mm. They have to look it is it. Is it worthy of being accepted or mm. rejected? So that's one thing that people has to, you know, people must get to know. Yeah. Is this something that is connected? Because sometimes you may bring something that is rejected. Let me, mm. okay, among mm. the Sahaba, mm. how did the Hadith get to us? We did not meet the Prophet sallallahu alayhi There are seven
0: mm.
1: among the Sahaba who were known to be al-mukthirun min al-Sahaba. Sahaba, some of them reported one Hadith, mm. some of them two some of them less than 50, some of them 100, some of them 100 but not up to 200, some of them 200 but not to up, up to 1,000, some of them 1,000 not up to 2,000, and some of them max, max, for the most part, 80 or 90% of Sahaba Al Muqsirun, they reported around 2,000, and then only one exceeded 5,000. Mm. So they are up, they were seven. Mm. And all of them met Rasulullah Sallallahu and they learned from him directly. Mm. And what I just mentioned is compiled by an Imam who was known as Al Musnid Baqiy ibn Makhlad, Rahimahullah. Mm. He compiled this, Imam Al Qurtubi, mm. Al Andalusi. He compiled among Sahaba who reported only one, mm. among who reported only two. Among them who reported only 10, among, who, among them who reported only 100, among them who reported only 1,000, among them who reported only 2,000, mm. among them who reported up to 3,000 or 5,000, and there were seven of them. Mm. And those seven, Abu Huraira, Abdul Rahman ibn Sakhrin al Dawsi. Are you counting with me? Mm. How many? Seven. Seven. You want us to go or maybe we just keep them? Huh? You want us to skip the? No, the seven? You,
0: you. did mention them last time. No, I did. No, no, that was for the Quran. That's
1: for the Quran. yeah. yeah, yeah. Quran. <laughs> <laughs> Quran. <laughs> Young Smirks is on different level, man. Young Smirks is. So- you need some chai with na'na'a. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Inshallah, we'll get it after Maghrib. You know, let's take a break. You know, it's a, it's a shaykh. I know you don't need a break, but I need a break. Shaykh, we, we're going to have to stop now for Maghrib, literally in a couple of minutes. Okay. We've got Maghrib.
1: Okay.
0: And uh, if you have time, we'll come back. After Maghrib, Definitely. we'll get the chai. Definitely. The nana, <laughs> and uh, we'll get back onto it, Inshallah. Inshallah, yeah. no problem. Just Inshallah.
1: Barakallah, wa wa barakatuh. إنك لا تهدي من أحببت ولكن الله يهدي من يشاء